I just completed 16 rounds of chemo with a grand total of 20 weeks, like five weeks seems like a breeze. And the oncologist and radiology oncologist and everyone in the support groups tell you radiation is a breeze. You're going to handle this so well. Well, somebody fucking lied to me because I just not, I was not handling anything well. Radiation was tough and it's another treatment you have to go through. Your skin is being agitated. Like you can't wear bras. You have to apply cream constantly and you're getting burnt and you're seeing yourself in the mirror and you're like, fuck, like this looks horrible. Hi everyone. Welcome to season two. This is Shauna. And this is Rosalina. And we're your hosts for Too Young For This Shit podcast. This podcast is not just about boobs, but a journey with cancer. We are young millennials open about giving you our raw and unfiltered look into our lives. We are in no way medical professionals, nor are we offering medical advice. Any medical references are cited directly from public websites or from our personal diagnosis. Some topics and stories may be triggering to those who are fighting, have fought, or have loved someone with cancer. Hey, I'm Rosalina. And I'm Shauna. In today's episode, we're going to talk about radiation and our experiences, but First, we just want to get you to learn about what radiation therapy is for anyone out there that doesn't know. Radiation therapy uses high-energy x-rays to destroy cancer cells. And the reason why Shauna and I need to get radiation is just to help lower the risk of cancer coming back. So again, as I mentioned, radiation is done to destroy any cancer cells that are still left on our breasts or our lymph node area after surgery. In terms of which breast they treated, my cancer was on my left side, so they had to treat radiation on my left breast and my lymph node area. They treated my right breast because that's where my uh, cancer side was. Um, They treated that and my underarm as well. And also, I think it's just important to note that not every breast cancer patient needs radiation. You know, we needed it because we had infected lymph nodes. I think it's important to note that, you know, not everyone needs radiation. Another reason why I needed radiation is because after surgery with my final results of the pathology report, my margins were positive. So it was positive near the skin where the red bump was. Radiation was in my cards because even though my breast surgeon is going to cut out the the remaining skin that's in between my two scars, um, where they sense the positive margin is, they still think that radiation was best for me to eliminate any cancer cells that remain on that section. My treatment plan was seven weeks because of the positive margin. My treatment was scheduled to do 28 radiation on the chest wall and lymph node area, where the remaining eight was a booster dose on the scars where I had my positive margin. That's why mine was a little bit longer But I ended up actually just doing 33 scheduled radiation treatments instead of 36. My oncologist said that because Dr. Baker, my breast surgeon, is 
going to go in and cut out that remaining skin between my two scars that she felt like 33 was enough for my treatment. Another thing to note is that (laughs) you go every single day, Monday through Friday. Every day. You're at your cancer center. I mean, it is annoying, (laughs) to say the least. Yeah, it is very annoying. And luckily... For me, it was only like a 20-minute bus ride. Or if I ever get an Uber, it's just only like a 10-minute drive. So it's was super close and convenient. But I know that there are a lot of women out there that their cancer centers are far. So I, I really feel you <laughs> ladies out there that have to drive in every single day just to get treated for 15 to 20 minutes and then have to go back on that hour or two hour drive. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I mean, I complained about my 15 minute drive, you know, to and from, Yeah. you know, my appointments. And I can't even imagine having to do that every day you know, yeah. for 25 sessions. I, I can't even imagine. So I actually had about five weeks well, it was five weeks, it was 25 sessions of radiation as well, where mine was the chest wall and my underarm, where the lymph mm-hmm. nodes were removed. Like, right, I have a scar under my armpit from where yep. I had surgery. So there's like literally like a line. You see where the radiation stopped and started. What was the date that you finished? My date was November 16th. Yeah, I finished uh, December 1st. To give a little context, it is now December 11th. 2021, about two weeks after finally finishing active treatment. Yep. And I'm four weeks. Woohoo. I know, right? <laughs> finally. Fucking finally. Yeah, I know. <laughs> kind of going into the beginning and what happens before we start treatment. So after we finish chemo, I scheduled my CT scan about three weeks after. I met with my radiology oncologist a week after my last chemo session, and she scheduled my CT scan for two weeks after I had finished chemo. Yeah. Yep. And during that CT scan appointment, basically they're scanning the area of your body to be treated with radiation. They just capture a lot of images during our scan and just design the best and most precise treatment plan for you and just mapping out where they want your chest wall to be treated and your lymph node area. They just try to ensure that your treatments will target the area of concern and have it planned out. So then every radiation treatment that you go to, they know exactly what area to treat. Right. And it lines up exactly where it's supposed to be so that none of your other organs are damaged as well. Your lungs, your heart. My right side was radiated. Rosalina's left side was, and that's close to the heart. So not only do you have the risk of damaging your lungs from your radiation, you had the risk of damaging your heart. So they want to make sure that lining you up. I mean, I had tattoos done. So, you know, when I had gone into treatments, they basically lined up my tattoos with the lasers. And that's how they got the most precise points, you know, what needed to be radiated on my body. Exactly. So during that CT appointment, so a couple of things that they did for me is that they tried to get me positioned. They had me lift up my arms up 
holding like a handlebar. And then they also had me turn my head to the right. So then when I start getting radiated, obviously is for (laughs) none of my face or my throat to get radiated, radiated as well. And another thing that they did for me is some breathing techniques. Okay, breathe in, hold, and then breathe out. And the reason why I have to do these breathing exercises is so the heart doesn't get damaged. When I'm breathing out, the heart is pushed back. When the radiation machine starts radiating my chest wall, it doesn't harm the heart in any way. So that's why I do these breathing exercises because the heart is near my left side of the breast. My left side is being radiated. So there's that. So I had to do a little bit more. Yes, you did. And, you know, I also had to turn my head to the left, actually, because your thyroid can be affected. Yep. And another thing that is cool about um, these machines that they use. So when I had to do these like breathing techniques, they mentioned to me if, you know, I'm not holding my breath all the way, the machine would stop radiating. So that's great. And I feel protective in a way that I'm not expanding all the way when I'm breathing. My heart is not going to get damaged because of that. I did not have any breathing techniques throughout uh, my radiation. And, you know, you had started before me. So I remember, you know, you telling me you were having a difficult time doing the breathing exercises. Right. So I was expecting that, you know, going into it, that I was going to have to be holding my breath and doing all these things. And they never asked me to. So I remember like my first meeting with my, um, my radiology oncologist, why am I not holding my breath? Am I doing something wrong? They're not asking me to do this because I genuinely thought like, you know, after speaking with you and hearing like you doing all these things, I was like, my experience is completely different than that. After they capture all the images and the scan during your first appointment, they just review it with the doctor. And then that's when they start scheduling your treatment plan. So they ask you the time that you would like to come in, whether it's in the morning or evenings. And for me, I wanted mornings. I wanted to go in before work. I didn't want to worry about telling my employer, hey, I have these doctor's appointments Monday through Friday, and I need to leave work at this time. Most days I was coming in at 8 or 8.15 is what they scheduled my appointments. So yeah, so once I was mapped out, I actually ended up in my radiology oncologist's office and she showed me like a 3D image of my upper half, which was like this hollow version of my upper half. And it was really like interesting to see. I mean, I was also like mortified. I felt like just even based off this 3D image, like I needed to lose like a solid 10 pounds. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it showed the exact points of like the radiation and how it would go through my body and what was being radiated and what it looked like from the inside. And I really, it gave me like a way better context of like what was actually going to be happening. After that, you know, she had asked me about my preference on appointments. And I originally had said mornings. I knew I was going to start going back to work. I'm also a morning person. So for me, I just wanted to get it over with and just have it done first thing in the morning and not have to worry about it. 
But unfortunately, the first two weeks, there was only evening appointments available. And then the three weeks afterwards were morning appointments. So I originally started off in the evening, which was not ideal for me. After my CT scan, I just met with the nurse and she was just kind of explaining to me of how many times a day I should apply lotion what type of lotions I should use, not exposing my skin to the sun, not taking vitamin C or E just because they're antioxidant. It could interfere with your radiation. She was just explaining eating like a well-balanced diet and drinking a lot of water. That's what they told me. But with you, Shauna, you had something different, right? My nurses didn't say anything about the vitamins. They knew I was on a multivitamin, didn't, you know, mention that I needed to stop taking it or anything. You know, all my medications were listed in my my chart, so they knew everything that I was putting in my body. They did give me calendula cream. They told me that that was like the cream that they recommend. They also gave me that too. Yep. They gave me a sample. Yeah. Which was nice. Yeah. They gave me full bottles, not bottles, tubes. <laughs> yeah. And they provided lotion for me throughout my entire radiation. Because those tubes are expensive. The calendula cream is expensive. They're like $10. Yeah, but when you're using it, like we're oh, using it. yeah, right. That's true. Yes, that's Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I mean, yeah. there, there was like a week that I think I went through like two tubes. And I'm also doing a clinical trial for a caffeine cream, which is supposed to help also repair the skin. How long are you doing this? That I will be doing for six months. I was like very gung-ho about doing the clinical trial. I'm like, yes, I'm down. If it could help somebody else. I'm also willing to try anything at this point. I mean, to an extent. (laughs) So I'm doing it for six months. They give me a big tub of cream that instructed to use it with the calendula cream on my skin in the morning and in the evening. And then you have to write down what you're eating too, right? Yeah. So because it's a caffeine cream, um, I also need to document how much caffeine I have throughout the day, every day. Just caffeine, not what you eat. Not what I eat. But if I eat chocolate, chocolate has caffeine in it. You know, if I have a soda that has caffeine in it, so I need to document that. If it has caffeine in it, I have to put it down and I have to put how much I had. So it's been kind of hard. I'm like, you know, if I had like a chocolate chip cookie, I'm like, all right, well, I had one chocolate chip cookie. I don't know how to count that, you know? So I had also asked, you know, when I found myself really burning, I'm a big Mm -hmm. believer in Aquaphor, like a I love it. I have tubs of it. I have tubes of it everywhere. I use it on my lips. I use the the spray bottle on my skin, you know, in the winter when I'm really, mm-hmm. you know, dried out from the winter. I just love it. So I had asked and my radiology oncologist said she loved Aquaphor. She actually prefers that over the calendula cream, even though she didn't mention mm-hmm. it to me at first. But uh, so I use that actually all through radiation, still using it now. Another thing that my nurse mentioned, applying deodorant on the side that's getting radiated. So she was mentioning that like your skin can get affected and you know, it's your choice if you want to apply deodorant or not. (laughs) I made a joke. I was like, I don't even sweat on that side. Another thing that my nurse mentioned when I apply cream, I shouldn't apply. I think it's like two to three hours before I'm getting treated because we don't want any residue on the skin when it's getting irradiated. It needs to be clean. They told me that as well. And they also told me to 
to use a yes. gentle body wash yes. and a moisturizing body wash. So I use Dove and I use um, like a pH balance clean body wash to clean my skin and get the remaining lotion off like before I would get out of the shower and then reapply. But I did also have to wait three hours. So that was helpful in the morning as well because mm-hmm. I would shower and then just shoot right there and then apply my creams after radiation. Right. Yep. Same. For my body wash, I just used a Trader Joe's brand and I think it has like aloe in it. So it's like, you know. Moisturizing. Yep. Mm -hmm. So for me during my sessions, they recommended applying lotion twice a day, but you know, I was a little bit overachiever and I did three times (laughs) (laughs) because I was like, I'm not fucking around. When I met with my radiation oncologist, I was terrified. I was terrified of radiation because of what I saw in the support groups of women who shared their pictures of what this skin looked like. And I was like, oh my gosh, this looks horrible. I told my radiation oncologist of like things that I saw and what this happened to me, like how can I prevent this from happening? And she is so nice and I love her to death. Like she's actually my favorite doctor. (laughs) I love my radiology oncologist too. I adore her. Yeah. Dr. McClowski is the breast cancer medical director of UCLA in Santa Monica. So she only treats breast cancer patients. So that's her specialty. She basically mentioned to me that like, you know, she's done this for over 15 years and she will tell me that I'm going to be taken care of and that at any moment she sees my skin is going into the direction where it might be like peeling and wet peeling, I guess (laughs) what I should say. She's going to be there and make sure that one, we prevent that from happening or two, she knows exactly what she needs to do in order for my skin to heal. So I trusted her. I went in the opposite of what you were. I walked in being like, this can't be worse than chemo. You know, I, everyone says, oh, radiation's a breeze, radiation's a breeze. So I kind of went in there being like, I am not nervous. Like, let's just do this and get it done so I can be done. She actually was the one that told me not to look at the pictures on the support group. Before I was even able to bring anything up, she was like, I know some women are posting about their experience with radiation and the burns are really bad. She said nine times out of 10, her patients don't ever get that bad. Like what you said, we monitor you. We are constantly looking at your skin. The radiology techs as well are looking at your skin. So I meet with my radiology oncologist on Tuesdays. And, you know, if anything happens between Tuesday to Tuesday, the radiology techs will have you be seen immediately. So that was, you know, definitely made me feel like a little like, okay, like there's a lot of people monitoring me and not, I'm not that nervous. When I started treatment, I remember speaking to my nurse and saying, can we just make it a thing where if I'm going to be assigned to a male tech, that there's always going to be a woman tech there as well. I was just still like very vulnerable in the sense of just like exposing my breast to men who I don't know. Like that... I think like, I, you know, I don't really expose my breasts that way. So I just felt like if there's a woman in there, I just feel like a little bit more comfortable in that sense. And that's just me. And that's just who I am. And that's so valid. 
And you just want to be, this is an uncomfortable experience and you want to be as comfortable as possible. And that's very valid. Yep. Exactly. The radiology techs who helped me throughout this process, they are so genuine and they do such a great job. And I think after this whole experience, like men or female, like they've they've done such a great job. So I just want to point that out there that like, it's not that I didn't think that men wouldn't do a good job. It's just, I needed to feel comfortable. And once I started to see them every single day, that's when I started to realize that like, they're here for me. They're here to treat me and they're professional. professional. Yes. They're professional. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I'm the opposite. I mean, at this point, I feel like all of New York city has seen them (laughs) and I just don't care. Truly. Especially in a hospital. You know, I, maybe I would feel that way in front of like other people, but like in a hospital, like in a professional setting that way, I'm like, I don't care. Like this is, they see these on everyone doing this, you know, how many times a day, like nothing I have going on under here is going <laughs> to shock them. And I just said that, yeah, I was like, I yeah. don't care. When I was going to my evening appointments, I had two mail techs and I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know if it's my defense mechanism to just be an idiot every time I walk in, like if it's like a nervous thing, but I'm an idiot every time I walk in there. I, first night in, I like get on the table and I have a playlist of, I call it my feel good playlist. It's on Spotify. Mm-hmm, I'm going to link mm-hmm. it, you know, so our show Perfect. notes because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's been like years in the making of just songs. It started off as like a playlist I listened to at 7am and I was like in a really bad mood and like needed like a little pick me up session before I walked into work. And I have like a couple of friends that follow it now and they add songs and it's just become this like epic playlist that I love and it's everything. I mean, who's on it? It's Tina Turner and like oldies and like it would be, I don't know. I think there's a Justin Bieber song on there. It's just any song that for me felt good and I wanted to hear it, you know? So I walked in and, and like I said, I don't know if I, I don't know if I just even mentioned this. This is again, chemo brain, but it's, they're not like some of the songs are not like popular mainstream songs. Like there are songs that aren't on the radio. Right. So yeah. you know, I, I walked in first night undressing and it's cold in there and you're getting on this like basically gurney to lay down and you have like, you know, my arm is above my head in the, like a yeah, holder, a huh? you know, to keep my hand yeah over my head. And mine basically was the shape of like an, my arm and my arm was like placed in it to like hold it above my head. And then, so that was my right hand that had to be up. And then my left hand I had to put in my pocket. So, um, you know, I'm just like situating myself and like, I walked in and there was like a Tom Petty song that I absolutely love playing. And I like noted it in my head. I was like, oh, I love this song. Like maybe this is some like good vibes, you know? And so by the time I get on the table and I'm like all ready to go, I like can hear music playing. And I I realize like it's this Fleetwood Mac song. um, It's called Silver Springs. It's like the best breakup song of all time. It's amazing, but it's not like a popular Fleetwood Mac song. And it's my favorite song. And I, I think I was so stunned because like, it's not a song that plays on the radio. It just like seemed to be to me like such a sign. And I like looked at the technician to my left and I like, (laughs) I look at him and I go, you know, this is my favorite song, right? And he just like, kind of like side eyed me and he's like, no, I didn't know that. I'm like, yeah, of course he didn't. He doesn't know me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just like it, that was week one, you know, of me just like, I felt mm-hmm. like I was an idiot, but whatever. Then the next Monday was the day after Halloween. And I walked in and 
they're nice. They're friendly. You know, it's two men and I get on the table again and they're like, how was your weekend? How was Halloween? Like, did you dress up? Like, what'd you do? And I was like, at that point, I was already annoyed of having to go every day. It, that really took like a toll throughout radiation of having to be there every mm-hmm. day, valeting my car, getting my car back, making sure I was there, you know, on time for my appointment, getting there early sometimes and being like, can they take me so I could just go home? Like it caused a lot, a lot of stress. And I think it was like my fifth radiation, I think at that point, and I was, I was over it at that point, week one. And so, you know, they asked me about Halloween and if I dressed up and I just like looked at the guy dead in his face and I go, no, I didn't dress up. My life is pretty much a horror show. I didn't feel the need to dress up. (laughs) And he was just like, all right. Like they didn't know what to say to me. And I don't know why I kept saying all these things to make everyone in the room uncomfortable, but I did. But it was weird. Every time Mm -hmm. I would go to like radiation, I would hear songs off of this playlist. And I swear to God, at one point I asked the morning technician, because I started to go in the mornings two weeks after, like if they were hacking into my Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. What did she say? The guy guy said, Oh, sorry. Yeah. He said, yeah. Yeah. What did he say? No, we're not hacking into your Spotify. I was like, <laughs> okay, see you tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't man. know why. I like walked in there and was like such an idiot. But I felt comfortable from the jump with my original technicians. And then when I switched to the morning, it was a male yep. and a female. And the female was so fun. She played some R and B song one day, an old R and B song, like nineties. And nice. I knew I was like singing to it. Yes. She's like, You know this? Like I looked at your birthday, like you shouldn't know this. And I was like, I know all of this. Was she older? She had to be like maybe late 30s, early 40s, like not that oh, much okay. older than me. Yeah. But yeah, so she was like pumped in the morning. She was like, I can play like all the good music with you. She's like, I wish like I had known this like early on when I started seeing you in the mornings because like we could have had like some really good times. And I was like, oh. I love that. Oh my gosh. She was, That's a good experience. Yeah. She, <laughs> and she was like, at, but you know, by my last one, she's like, I'm going to miss you. Oh. <laughs> it was nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but all the radiology texts were, I mean, fantastic at NYU. Going in to radiation to get treated also took a toll on me. Just like waking up, like having to get dressed, going there takes 15 to 20 minutes, then like going back and have to like start my day. And some days I was fine, but then there were other days where I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm just like itching and my skin is just agitated and I don't feel like myself. It was a lot during those six and a half weeks that I had to go to radiation. Basically what happens is when I go in, they actually give me a card with a barcode where I could just um, sign myself in. Once I scan that, it basically tells them that I'm here. And then I go through the doors and then there are three dressing room areas. And sometimes what happens is when those rooms are full, I basically go up to the nurse at their desk and like, hey, can I just change in this room because the dressing room area is like all booked out. So sometimes I would just need to wait in another room for them to call me to get like treated. So like sometimes that happens and it it get like a little annoying. Essentially, you get undressed from the waist up and you have to wear a gown and basically you're just sitting there until they call your name. And then once you walk in, so they basically set up every patient like 
with the mold that they use of your upper body, with all the treatment plan that they need to do for you. It's very unique for each person. So they have to set it up before you come in, which could take, you know, like a few minutes here and there. So anyways, I walk in and they pull out this mold of my upper body and place it on the table. So then when I lie on my back, it is the mold of how I should put my arms up and everything like that. So I lift up my arms above my head and then I have to turn my head to the right. And then they do this like breathing exercise just to make sure that each time before I get radiated that I'm set up correctly. And then they leave the room and then I hear them through the speaker when they say, okay, breathe in, hold, and then breathe out. And it could take like a few seconds for like the machine to turn on. And and it's actually pretty loud. (laughs) The machine like starts on my whole like chest wall. Then they go to the front area. Then they go all the way to the left to radiate like my lift node areas as well. And sometimes for me, take 10 minutes, it could take 15 minutes, it could take 20 minutes, depending on like the setup. And also there are days where they need to do x-rays as well, which takes longer. So they just want to take x-rays of your positioning, your organs and all that just to make sure that everything like looks fine. Each time that I get treated, I go into the dressing room area and I have the calendula cream with me and I actually apply it right then and there. It was no joke. I would be very, very adamant about after I get done treated, I'm going to apply this cream. And then when I go home, when I take a shower, I'm just going to apply another cream. And then before I go to sleep, I apply another cream. So I was very consistent because I didn't want my skin to be damaged. I didn't want my skin to look so bad from what I've seen in the Facebook support groups. Yeah, mine was similar. I mean, kind of the same. I would check in, go and get changed. I didn't mind it because NYU had the best robes. I think I sent you a picture. I was like, do you have robes that are like this? (laughs) Nope. Love it. (laughs) I'll post the picture this week on our Instagram, but I loved the robes. So I didn't mind that part. Um, And I would go in and I didn't have any molds done of, of my upper body. My arm just went in like a like the holster, like I talked about before, um, just above my head, and then I had to turn my my head to the the left, and um, and then I would they would do radiation, and three days a week I would have to also get X rays to make sure everything was still okay. And X ray days were a little bit longer, but the days that I didn't have X rays, I mean, maybe five minutes you know, the actual radiation, it's not long at all. Um, and then I would go back to the dressing room and I would immediately apply my cream. Yeah. Skin. Yeah. The reasons why yours were shorter, cause you don't have to do the breathing technique, <laughs> which mine took a little bit longer. I did. Yeah. yeah. I think there was maybe one day where I actually, no, that's not true. There was a few days once I started to peel and was, you know, the friction underneath my arm caused a lot of peeling and, um, right below my breast, you know, like almost where if you were wearing like an underwire bra, like right where the underwire would yep. lay, mm-hmm. I had a lot, it was like raw. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of healing mm-hmm. there. Same. So once I, that started and, you know, I burned pretty badly by, I think it was by week four, you know, I had a little bit more of like a, an extensive process of like putting on lotions and, and things like that. So from then on, I would wait until I had a little bit more time because in the morning it's busy. 
you know, there's people in and out of the dressing rooms, they're knocking on the doors. And it's like a process when you have more mm-hmm. than one cream that you have to use. I would start doing it once I left. I would just get dressed quick. And then once I got to work and I had a couple of minutes, I would like really apply the creams and, and everything else that I had to put on top over it. Yep. Yep. I think it was like the third week mark is when I really started to get red. And I don't, I guess like because I was so scared of like how my skin was going to look. And what the radiation oncologist says is that it would gradually start, you know, getting bad (laughs) in the sense. So you're not going to see the changes, you know, right then and there. It's just going to gradually start happening. Did she mention the discoloration to you? So in her notes said that she did. I just don't remember. So I think I was a little shocked in the sense that like I've never been that sunburned right. before. When my skin started to get worse, my skin was like black. <laughs> like really, really dark. Like especially under the boob area, where the armpit area was, on top of like my chest wall. Like all of that was just like very, very dark. And I freaked out. I was like, holy shit, like my skin... I've never seen my skin this way before. So I definitely was freaked out, but I didn't stop wearing a bra. I think until like maybe my four week mark is when it really started to get really bad. And then one time when I was getting treated and I was laying on the table before the tech started to position me and all that, she looked at my breast and she went to the phone and dialed the number to like Dr. McClowski. She was like, can you come in here and look at her skin? And then Dr. McClowski came in and my skin was raw. Dr. McClowski was saying like, is it hurting you? Are you like agitated? And I was like, yes, yes, yes. And then she was like, okay, we'll have a plan for you. I was very grateful for that tech. I don't know. For me, it's like, man, she's she took her job so seriously, but also like looking out for me as well. That That is just so nice. And that's when I started to realize I am in the best care. The team that I have for radiation is so great and they're looking out for me. And I absolutely, absolutely love that. Like another thing that I want to mention here is I was scheduled to see my radiation oncologist every Tuesday, but that doesn't mean that that was the only day I can see her. I can always request to see her at any time during their treatment. It's not that I was afraid to mention it to her. It was just more of like, I'm going to see her that Tuesday. So I'll just mention it to her when we get there. But I just love that the tech just took it among herself to just say, this looks bad. <laughs> and I'm going to call the doctor and we're going to figure this out. Because like, you know, I, I, I think also for her, like she doesn't want a patient to be treated when the skin is like so bad. And she probably doesn't right. want it to get to that point where like, I can no longer get treated, you know? Yeah. Like if you needed a break, they would have given you a break in between. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So my radiology oncologist is Dr. Carmen Perez at NYU and uh, she's a Latina. And she, you know, when I had asked about the burning and the discoloration and and things like that, you know, she, she put it into a perspective for me being like, you know, if I was going to be having radiation because our skin tones are different, you know, my skin would definitely look darker than 
what your skin would look like. You know, you would be like a little bit more red, more pink as to where, you know, I would be, like you said, almost like your skin was just so, so dark. You've never even seen it that shade before. So I knew that that was a possibility. My first session, I was red. Not red. I was like a really pink, like to where it scared me. I was like, great, first day, I'm going to be so burnt by the end of the week. And it didn't. It stayed pretty consistently pink and then very, very red. And then it did turn pretty dark. It was almost like like almost like dead skin, basically. It just was like the darkest shade that I've ever, you know, and I've gotten, I have a I'll, complexion. I tan very deeply in the summertime, but this was like a, I've never seen a, my skin be that color before. It probably stayed that pink until maybe just being done with three weeks. You know, I didn't burn. I didn't have any itching. I like was religiously applying, you know, applying all the creams. I didn't have to where it was raw. And then by week four, I was raw underneath my arm. It was bad. And they kept asking me as well, like, does it hurt? Is it uncomfortable? And it's hard. I was like, it's hard to tell. Like I have from my surgery, I have a pretty big scar and it's numb, just like my breasts are underneath my armpit. So I was kind of grateful for that in that situation because I, I didn't get to feel that uncomfortable pain from it. But it also was scary because I didn't feel the pain. I started to burn underneath my breast, like where that underneath your breast, where like the underwire would be like on a bra. I mean, I stopped wearing a bra after my double mastectomy. So that wasn't causing any friction for me. But that area hurt because it was underneath where my incision was. So I felt actually felt that pain. And, you know, I, I could feel that burn. And that was like very uncomfortable. So I started to they call it peeling, but basically I was burnt. I didn't have an appointment, but they sent me over to the radiology oncologist's office and they took a look and they told me it wasn't as bad. It's just from the friction underneath my arm. And they gave me a silvidine cream, which is a burn cream. It's an antibacterial. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So they gave me that. And they also wrote me a prescription for a, like a steroid ointment for the itch. Even though I wasn't itching, I think they just gave it to me being like, you're going to be itchy soon. So just have that like on deck. Because of how raw it was, they wanted me to keep it like even as warm, moisturized as the most I could possibly be. So they ended up giving me gauze pads with that ointment. It's like, did you have that after your... Um... Not with the ointment, no. Just, just pads. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So no, they gave me these medicated like gauze pads. Um, I had them as strips that I went on my incision line after my double mastectomy. I can't think of the name of them at this moment, but it was basically just like a big rectangle that went like over my skin and they gave me a bunch. And then they also gave me this like mesh. It was like a mesh top. Basically they cut a hole and they made it like a one arm crop top. Basically it held the pads they put gauze pads over the medicated gauze pads so like my shirt wasn't covered in the medicine. Uh, but basically like kept it close to the skin and to keep my skin like super moisturized. So I had that. So that's when I talked about, I wasn't putting the medicine on right away. It's after probably like by week four, because I had such a process of yeah. my caffeine cream, my calendula cream, my silvadine cream, the aquaphor I was using. And then having the the medicated pads and then this mesh top that I was wearing. I mean, it was like quite the process. Right. Yeah. So I also started going on the Silvadine cream, which 
that clinic is is super nice and they provided me with the cream. I actually went through, I think, like two or three little bottles. <laughs> Once my skin started to get raw, they switched me over to the Silvadine cream. So basically, I was applying that cream under my breasts, around the outer layer of my breast, and then my lymph node area. And then they provided me with pads just to put on top of the chest wall and then my armpit area and then a post-surgical bra. So then the pads could just be intact in place. And then also for my skin not to get irritated because like sometimes when you're wearing shirts that are open enough that like your skin on your arm gets in contact with the skin on your armpit, like it could be really irritating. That friction is horrible. Yeah, the friction, yeah, is horrible. Yep. And so it was nice to have pads around. So then that friction, like, does it happen? And I can feel a little bit more relaxed. <laughs> yeah, I loaded it, loaded the pads up with Aquaphor so that, uh, you know, it like extra protected it underneath my armpit. So after I think two weeks of being on the Silverdine cream, which can be drying. So that's why. They said to not apply it more than twice a day. I did it in the morning. And then when I took a shower, I applied it at night. And then I also applied the aquifer as well. Yeah, basically I was applying the Silverdine cream for two weeks. And then I switched over to aquifer and just applying that. But I was just still wearing the pads because I just didn't want any friction to be happening. Not that my skin was like super raw. Like it was definitely healing, but I was just being very conservative and just not wanting my skin to react even more or just have any friction. So I just wearing those pads just um, as a precaution. I actually like the pads. I don't have one on today, but as of yesterday, that was like two weeks after radiation, I'm wearing it still because I also like the idea of it trapping moisture in, like keeping it extra moisturized. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's exactly why I I did that. Yeah. When my skin was started to get really raw and I was started to get really concerned and I was just getting agitated and just sick of this treatment and wanting to be done. And, you know, just there was just a lot of emotions going on. And so when my radiation oncologist like just saw my skin, she was just like, come see me before you start treatment and I'll just monitor you like every single day. And we'll see if you just need a break or we'll like switch over your plan. Cause I had like two different treatment plans. So one was to radiate my whole entire chest wall. And the other was just to boost the area where I had the positive margin. So once my skin started to get really raw, like on the outskirts of my breast and then my armpit area, we kind of switched over to do the boosted treatment. It was nice that one, she saw me every day. So I felt even like, like way more comfortable. She was seeing me every day. Like I felt like she cared. She wanted to take care of me. Again, she's like my favorite doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Just the way that she approached every concern that I had. And when I was at my lowest point, because I was (laughs) during radiation, I knew that I had a great doctor and she was just, she like monitored me. And again, she just like reassured me that like, 
we'll get through this. Like we, we have a plan, like, don't worry. Like we, we have a plan for you. So, um, it was her, it was the, the nurses, the nurses were so incredible as well. I had two different ones that, um, just came to me and say like, Hey, Rosalina, how are you doing? Do you need more pads? Do you need more cream? Like, I loved that. I loved that. Like, <laughs> they were also like just trying to see if like I needed anything, and and they were so kind yeah. and, and so gentle. By the time that my skin was just really agitated and I was going on that cream, I basically was seeing the radiation oncologist every single day until the end of my treatment. And um, the reason why she cut down my radiation treatment from 36 to 33 is just because she knows that Dr. Baker, my breast surgeon, was going to go back and remove that extra skin that's in between my two scars. Instead of being done on Friday, I was done on Tuesday. My mood just changed completely. I was like, fuck, I'm almost done. Like, this is so great. Yeah, that's like such a mood booster. Yes, I saw the finishing line where in the beginning I didn't. And also I want to mention so many people in my personal life, they mean so well and I know that, but they kept mentioning like on my two-week mark, on my three-week mark, they were like, oh my gosh, you're halfway there. Like you got this. I'm the type of person that if I'm like a week away from being done, like I'd rather hear that than I'm halfway done. I just didn't feel that that was helpful in a way for them to say I'm halfway done when I feel like I'm not. Right. And like, I just want to be done. Don't tell me I'm halfway there. I just want to be done. Let's talk about that when that happens. Exactly. I, I felt that a little bit as well. I really started feeling fatigue probably by week two, probably two and a half. I was exhausted. I was also experiencing some really horrific bone pain due to chemo and due to the Zolodex shot. So I was uncomfortable. Like not only was I exhausted, I was uncomfortable. And on top of that, I started back at work. I nanny, I watched two kids, two and four months old at the time when I started back. And that's a lot. And I'm in New York City where I don't throw kids in a car. I'm walking with strollers and bags. And I thought that there was going to be like an ease into it. There wasn't. And I was a wreck. I was just in pain, exhausted, uncomfortable, just done. I was sick of going to treatment. And granted, you're going every day. In the grand scheme of things, okay, it's five weeks. I just completed 16 rounds of chemo with a grand total of 20 weeks. Like five weeks seems like a breeze. And the oncologists and the radiology oncologists and everyone in the support groups tell you radiation is a breeze. Radiation is a breeze. You are young and you're healthy and you're going to handle this. You're going you're gonna to handle this so well. Well, somebody fucking lied to me because I, did not, I was not handling anything well. I wasn't handling anything well. I was a mess. By week three, I was so bad that I ended up having a full-blown meltdown in my radiology oncologist's office. It got to the point where I had said to the nurse and the radiology oncologist, like, what is the point? Literally, that's what I had said. What is the point? What is the point fighting if I'm just going to feel like this? And it was bad. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Actually, it was probably worse than my chemo meltdown that I had after AC, going into my fourth AC. Like, it was probably bad. And it was to the point where the the nurse was like, we want to 
have you talked to one of our psychologists? And I was like, well, I already have a therapist. I see her once a week. And they're like, no, we want you to see like one of our people. It was like that bad of a meltdown. I was miserable. I did. I felt like somebody lied to me. I felt better on Taxol than I did doing radiation. And also too, this is our second time recording. Let's, let's just tell everyone. This is our second time recording this episode because I was such a mess when we recorded the first one that I, I had asked, can we redo this once I'm finished? Because I was in no shape to be recording that episode a few weeks ago. <laughs> that is just what we're going through. Like, th- this is real. This is us being like our authentic selves. Like, radiation was tough. If I had to compare, I felt like a little bit like myself during radiation, then chemo. Like, I didn't know who I was. It was very bad. But during radiation, I felt like maybe I was getting, you know, myself back a little bit in a way. My boyfriend also kind of noticed as well. But radiation was tough. And it's another treatment you have to go through. Your skin is being agitated. You can't wear bra. You have to wear like oversized shirts. You have to apply cream like constantly. And you're getting burnt and you're seeing yourself in the mirror and you're like, fuck, like this looks horrible. And you can't expose your skin in the sun. You have to be worried about covering yourself fully. Here's the thing that my radiation oncologist told me when I saw her again, like three week post treatment. I did ask her, I said, should I still be conscious about not exposing my skin out in the sun? And she says that, you know, I want you to have a good quality of life and obviously right. don't overdo it, but like you could just apply SPF and your skin would be fine as long as you apply that. I did ask her, like, should I still keep applying? lotion for the next year or so. And she says that it doesn't hurt to do that, um, especially until you swap out your expander. She says that like, I don't have to use before I could just use just regular body lotion that I'm using right now. But I will say what I love about like my body is neckline and my collarbone. One of my best parts about my body, I guess. So I love wearing V-necks and by not wearing v-neck that was one of the parts where i didn't feel like myself in the sense of like on the outside at least also too you're you're applying so much like lotion and cream that like i ended up buying just a couple of hanes like t-shirts because i didn't want to ruin any of like my nice shirts i did too yeah when you mentioned that <laughs> when we were like talking um through tech messages i was like yeah that's actually a good idea just like buy just Cheap shirts just to get rid of. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're applying Aquaphor. Aquaphor is like very thick and and greasy. Um, It can get all over your sheets. It did for mine (laughs) one time. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So. Yeah. Same. Same for me. (laughs) I, at that point, I mean, I was in like kind of like hoodies and like sweatshirts, like things that were like looser, um, that just like covered like the ugly t-shirt I was wearing. So I think it's different. You know, you are in California, I'm in cold ass New York right now. So I didn't feel like my clothes, I didn't feel like I wasn't myself, but internally I felt like I wasn't myself. I mean, I'm, you know, two weeks out now and I'm still, I'm exhausted. I mean, I definitely feel better. I think I'm in a better headspace too. I mean, I had a lot going on the month of November, a lot. I moved, I started going back to work. The beginning of that, I was finding an apartment, going to radiation every day. I bit off more than I could chew. I'll just say that. We had finally moved and we're in our new place and settled. And 
I settled back at work, you know, the best way I can and not going to the hospital or the cancer center every day has also been like a big mood changer. You know, I I don't feel like I need to rush there, like need to be somewhere. So I'd say mentally, I'm in a really good headspace. Big picture of chemo, you know, chemo and radiation and like active treatment being done. I'm like, is starting to finally set in. It hasn't yet for me. Um, yeah, but I'm starting to get excited. When I completed radiation that whole week, <laughs> I did something every single day. Like Brian and I went to two concerts. We went to like know, a hockey game. <laughs> I don't know how I, I was know. like literally I like I, I think I was crying to you being like I I am like the in the worst place in my entire year that basically I didn't yeah. even feel like this like during ke- like chemo was hard but I didn't feel like this m- much like despair almost like as I did throughout radiation and then you're like at concerts and I'm like I'm falling asleep at like 7 30 how are you out I don't even know how you did it <laughs> so funny. to be honest I just wanted to be able to just sleep in and not be having to wake up around like 7 a.m you know I completed my active treatment so I no longer have treatment where I need to do it for like a month two month three month whatever like that's yeah. all finished and so I was really excited. Yeah, you, you and, rode the high. Yes, that's what I, I rode did the high chemo. exactly. That my like week after chemo, I was on cloud nine for like a solid probably week and a half. I was so pumped that chemo was done, you know, because I really thought that that was going to be like the hardest part, and it was hard. Chemo was very hard, especially sixteen rounds of it was very hard. But, um, so I rode. I think I rode that high after you know after chemo, and you did it after radiation. Brian took me out to dinner and I don't know, it was just like a sense of relief that like I was done and I didn't have to fucking think about doing these type of treatments for like a couple of weeks and months. Like I'm done doing chemo. I'm doing yeah. done doing radiation. Now I can live like a semi, semi yeah. normal life. I think if I wasn't so tired, I probably would have been a little bit more amped up. I I was just fucking tired. (laughs) Well, also, like, I mean, what you just mentioned, like, you were working, you know, you're moving. Like, I feel like that takes a lot. Oh, yeah. I I don't know. And I I can't even say I did it to myself. You know, everyone told me I was going to breeze through treatment. So I was like, okay, I can start going back to work, you know. And we, like, had to get out of the place that we were in before it was just too small for our things and you know when I got in my apartment that was I was living alone and now Matt was back in New York and we just like had to move and this place kind of you know we didn't have like a time limit where we had to be out but we had we wanted to be out as soon as we could so it just happened to be that we found that place and then it was a November 15th move and it was a lot. I'm glad it's yeah. done. And, you know, I feel good now. Like, I feel like had I found a place for December 1st, yep. I would have finished my last treatment and then moved later that day. It happened how it was supposed to happen, but it was a lot in, in the mix of it. But yeah, I don't know. It hasn't fully, I think because, you know, my skin is still healing. Once I'm, maybe once I'm healed a little bit, like then it will kick in. I'm hoping. Because like, I am excited that it's done, but it just hasn't hit yet. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm I'm getting there. I think maybe in a half a week, maybe it's full week, and I'll be in good shape. It's just that yeah, I'm just gonna yeah. keep being crazy with the pads and <laughs> when I did my follow up with my radiation oncologist, she was like, "How's your skin looking?" And I was like, "Great, it's healing. It's it looks way better than what it did before." And that's what I'm like happy about. If you know, if my skin wasn't healing and it was still black, like I would still be concerned. <laughs> so that's actually another thing is um, you need to follow up with your radiation oncologist two weeks after you're done with radiation so they can monitor your skin and, and see if, you know, there's yeah, anything I they need to do. Back a month. Oh, wait. Oh, you go back a month. Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind. So for me, yeah, it was me, two weeks. They told me... Yeah, they told me I could come in if I had like skin concerns, but they'd see me in a month, which is fine. I was like, at that point, I'm not trying to come here for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know you mentioned about bone pain, and I also want to say that as well. In the beginning of radiation, I did feel stiff around my hip area, um, and I thought just like walking it off would help. It did and then it didn't. So I every time I would sit down and then like stand up, that's where like I just feel the pain. For a few minutes, I'll be like limping in a way and then I'll be fine walking. But I actually found out when I met with my medical oncologist that it's because of the Lupron. Yeah, yeah. so I got switched to Lupron because... They thought it was the Zolodex. And like my, my ankles, when I get up, my ankles don't move. They're stiff. I'm like, I have yeah. to like waddle until like they loosen up a little bit. My hips are in shambles. Like I yep. am so uncomfortable. My kneecaps just click all day long. I've been waking up. My hands have been really stiff. It's also getting very cold here. It could just be a mix of chemo, the injection, and then now just the weather. I have chronic Lyme. So I had joint pain even before cancer. So I think it's just like a whole total combination. And I've started uh, gabapentin, which is for nerve pain. Um, even though I don't have any neuropathy or any nerve pain, there's nerve endings in your bones. So my oncologist has had me on that. And it it takes the edge off. I'm not going to lie. It definitely helps, but not like I need it to work for me. So I go back at the end of the month and we got to go back to the drawing board and figure this out because I yeah really uncomfortable like I'm actually dreading after we're done recording standing up off this couch because I'm not going to be able to walk for Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a little bit one of the things that my medical oncologist did tell me um which is what you hear all the time is exercise um which could like relieve the pain a bit and that's kind of what I read in the Facebook support groups too that you know, um, these women who did have joint pain when they started exercising, like they didn't feel the pain as much as they did before. Um, but again, like everybody's different and, you know, that that's what they just told me, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I'm back at work. I'm walking seven miles a day, close to seven miles a day, if not seven miles. And once I'm going, I'm fine. You know, like once I'm in like a stride of walking around the city, I'm, I'm okay. Like granted, I'm so like, I'm uncomfortable, but it, 
it definitely once I'm going, it feels better, but it's just getting up to start going is the yes, problem yes. right now. Yep. Uh, so, you know, uh, hopefully I'll get there. We'll find, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. a solution, whether it's more exercise or a trip to the rheumatologist or I don't know, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I'm praying, you know, I'll have some answers by the end of the month on how to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing um, that Brian has has mentioned is like, you know, I <laughs> I don't show that like I'm in pain. That is just who I am. And, and I think maybe you're also this way, Shauna, like you don't like kind of express how much in pain you are. I I just like deal with it. And obviously, like, this is not for everyone, and I don't recommend it at all. But that's how I just cope with life ever since I was young. Like, I just dealt with things. I also have a really high pain tolerance. Yeah, me too. Yes. Yeah. Like, realized, I think, up until probably this year, actually. Mm -hmm. And But even though I'm not expressing it, you can see it. Like you, you can, can see, see it. that my yes. body is just not, my joints are so locked up. Like I, I'll go from sitting and standing and like, I'm not walking like a normal person. Yeah. So you yeah. can see, you know, even though I'm not expressing it, like it's, sh- it's showing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's showing too in my moods because you know, when you're out, when you are in pain, like you're not, I'm not going to be my best self, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and especially in the evening after walking seven miles, you know, like my, my body hurts and I'm coming home and I'm tired and I'm cranky and I just, you know, don't, I don't want to talk or I don't want to, I just want to go to bed or, you know, it, I, it's showing in other ways, even if I'm not expressing it. Right. Yep. I agree. Yeah. But, but on a positive note, we're done. We're done with active treatment. I know. Yes. A super positive. And it's for me, at least like in the beginning of my diagnosis, I told Brian, I was like, I just want to be done by the end of the year. You know, we're able to be done. And (laughs) like within the next year, we can, even though like, obviously we have to deal with this for the, for the rest of our lives, but live in the moment as much as we can. No, absolutely. And I mean, my, I don't know when, when is your cancerversary? Is that like the day that you finish treatment or is that the day you're diagnosed? It could be any day. Well, Wherever day you... January 5th is the day I went and got my biopsy and they told me then and there that they thought it was cancer. So that's coming up. You know, I have less than a month until my one-year mark of this horror show has started. And, you know, I, I remember you know, once they had told me that, and I remember being like, I am praying to God, you know, waiting for my biomarkers to come back, being like, please don't let this be please don't let me be her too positive. Like it's going to add so much, like it's going to add a year. I'm going to be doing this for a year of my life. Treatment's going to be a year of my life. And I mean, I'm not her too positive and it's been a year of my life. I just finished December 1st. It's almost a year. And it's just looking at the whole, I mean, it's taking a year of my life and a year of your life. And it's like, I am grateful to be done.
Thank you all for listening and supporting our podcast. Sharing our stories with you has been incredibly healing for both of us, and we hope it helps other women in their journeys through breast cancer. Ladies, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and fellow breasties. Help us reach more women by subscribing and rating us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on YouTube. You can follow us on Instagram at TYFTS Podcast and email us at TYFTS Podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys, so shoot us a message. We will link any resources from the episode in our show notes. 